everybody welcome to episode 13 of bruisers breakdowns and beards it is sunday december 13th 2020 i am your host michael reed i'm kevin sorry i was going for for some reason i was gonna let dallas because dallas (laughs) would it be be better if i did a handoff would it be better for me to like say and here's kev and then let you go and here's dallas or because i usually leave it to you i always go dallas first for some reason but because I'm used to being the third host on things, so my bad. I'll go back to this. I, yeah, second. I don't. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm here. I'll do whatever. You know, the hair metal heartthrob. You're always number two in my book, sir. Ah, uh, that makes me poop. <laughs> number one in my heart. Number two on the show. <laughs> All right, let's do it one more time. <laughs> I got this. No, we got to roll with that. Oh, we're rolling. Yeah, with it? We're rolling. We're live, pal. Dude, we're, yeah, we're you know we're not making any money off this show. Yeah, like, sure. People, people are gonna. <laughs> There goes our, our, our fans our know our, our fans know if <laughs> if if we if we had like a perfect intro to a show they'd know we're being held at gunpoint that's like true. you ever see those things on twitter it's like what would you say so that people know that you're in a hostage situation like us it would be a perfect intro it would be a perfect intro yeah yeah no i almost i can't wait for that one intro where we don't even do like the we don't even lead in with mike doing what's going on everybody because we're just like we've already fallen off the walls so it's just <laughs> like well here you are. <laughs> One webcam like, well, missing. For those of you, we're going to keep you all up to speed. Yeah. There's an empty chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, we're 13 in already, guys. Right? The year's almost over. Thank yeah. God. Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Who knows what 2021 said? You know, remember? I know, right? In 2019, remember 2019? Everyone's like, oh, thank God. Here comes 2020. <laughs> oh, in 2020. I feel like it like, happens every year, though. Like, no matter what, yeah. everybody's like, oh, I'm so glad this year's over. And then, you know, but I feel like this year it's obviously different because this year trumps all <laughs> yeah, other years. Year but, one of those years. you know. <laughs> It's it's kind of like how 2016 was, where, but at least 2016 was bittersweet because you know, like the Cubs won a World Series, but like everything else, like we lost David Bowie, we lost Lemmy from Motorhead, we lost like so many, we we lost Prince, you know, like so many musicians and like I like it was like a celebrity like year of like just loss, but yeah, I thought that was a bad year, and then 2020 came strolling around. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. I thought Prince and Lemmy were later than that. Has it been four years for them yeah. already? Actually, Lemmy died in like, like December thirtieth, twenty fifteen, like right before twenty sixteen, and then yeah, Bowie died like right after, and then Prince died in like May or something. Like it just kept coming, it just kept piling on. Well, I mean, when your year starts with Kobe dying, it's kind of like, well, yeah, that was a bummer too. Yeah. So happy, yeah, happy twenty twenty, everybody. <laughs> we can cover all that stuff when we do our year end show, and we're like, "Well, look at all the shit that happened this right, year, right?" right. <laughs> yep. Stay tuned for that one, guys. Oh, oh boy. man! Everyone's like looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm just, uh, you know, we're doing this in kind of like the mid afternoon hour, right after the Chiefs win. So I'm yes. like, you know, we're all riding that high right now. So like, it's a good, it's a good day to pod, brother. <laughs> it is, it is really the worst intro we had. Probably was after that loss to the Raiders. Yeah, I feel like we had <laughs> we no were all energy. Just like sitting we were just like with our heads in our it. hands, just. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah. like the Raiders, man. Yeah, but it's all right. We got vengeance. Mm-hmm. We did. It's been good. And tonight, I'm the biggest Buffalo fan that has ever been. Yeah, <laughs> really hoping, well, hoping they to beat keep Pittsburgh. This seed. 
That's saying <laughs> something. Would you put yourself through a table for the Buffalo fans? They would. Yeah, Ooh, I mean, they do good it. Question. Yeah, they do it. You'd have to be a big Bill, fan. Bill to do Mafia that, so. puts themselves through tables. Hell yeah. That's true. It's well, not even a gimmick table most of the time. It's usually one of the plastic ones you get at like Sam's I mean, Club. <laughs> I didn't have to go through a table to win the Super Bowl last year, so I feel like I'm going to be okay if I slide out of that one. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you done a table spot? Uh, I've been offered once, but it was on a show that I was not getting paid near enough. To, <laughs> and the crowd was not big enough. It wasn't like a show that streams live or is on IWTV or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was like a podunk town, you know, and I was like, no. Jeb's in the corner go, Woo! And they were yeah. like, they were like, man, uh, you know, don't puss out or whatever. And I was like, there's not an amount of peer pressure you can put on me to go through this table in front of 30 people for like 20 bucks. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> like, sorry, but. That's awesome. No, I, yeah. I, 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 there's, there's a, I don't know if fantasy is the right word, but like there's, there's some small part of me that wants to get, I want to get power bombed through a table at some point. <laughs> Uh, I just no, don't know who has no, the physical strength to do. I do. I just want to. I, I okay. like. I don't want to fall off a ladder or anything. Have you ever crazy. seen somebody take a power bomb that didn't look like it fucking hurt? <laughs> it might might fix my back. Who knows? That's a genuine question. Every- no, I want to know. Like, because especially. Oh man, like, I don't know. With you know, if you add the table in there, what kind of changes that's going to make? But man, the power bombs. I oh no. Mm-hmm. Okay. To, well, okay. Well, let's put it this way. If I could take like a Kevin Nash jackknife where he just pull, puts me up and then just lets me go. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> at least he's not like forcing you down. Like at least it's just like, here that you go. That doesn't sound. No. Like, like gravity take care of Oh man. Uh, you better tuck your chin, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. I've got, you know, the, the last holiday season, I slipped on ice in front of our apartment building and I messed up my elbow pretty bad, but I tucked my chin as I fell. I was really proud of myself for taking that, you know, because I, yeah, I went ass up. proud of myself. I did. I was like, I tucked, it just instinctively tucked my chin. I was like really proud of it. I was like, I took that fall pretty well. That's awesome. I just slammed my elbow on the way down. So now my elbow has been weird ever since, but. But other than that, I, I that's I why you right. got to flatten out, brother. Yeah, right? You got to stay flat. Attack the mat. <laughs> <laughs> that mat's a little bit harder, I would assume. Though. <laughs> yeah, iced over concrete did not have nearly the give that that a wrestling ring would have. So I, I would have done better. But I, you know, I feel like I could take a power bomb. Okay, like I, I, I want to take a power bomb at some point. Oh, but I think boy. I have to lose weight to do it. So that's going to be my... You know, Mike, I'm going to talk to some people. Okay. <laughs> and, I think uh, Moonshine might be able to we're do gonna it. We're going to see how 2021 goes. <laughs> or okay. you, you know what, like, why do people... people sign me up for this shit? Why do people want me to hurt them? <laughs> yeah, because everybody, because people are like, oh, yeah, Moonshine shot me. And he's like, "I okay. And then <laughs> for the next week, they have a purple handprint on their chest. <laughs> Moonshine, can you I... sign my purple handprint, please? Now that's the, see, that's the difference. Like, I don't want, to, I will not take a chop from somebody. That seems more painful than a power bomb would be. Because a power bomb's over and done with. Like, you hit the ground, you're done. Those chops, like you said, people for days later will have like a big handprint on them from a chop. And that's also like, it's like right on your heart. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. I got limits. For you, for you audio <laughs> listeners, please tune into the video version of this just so you can see Dallas's reactions to all of this. 
But this is also why I'm a stupid Mark who is not qualified to be in the ring. I've not like, earned my license. All right. I don't I don't want to go into this as deep as I'm about to, but I feel like I have to now out of basic principle. I'm gonna spell this out for you, man. Okay. You ever heard of a flesh wound? <laughs> Only skin deep, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. The big old handprint, it looks gory. But here's the thing, man. It's literally just your skin. It will die, heal, and fall off. <laughs> if you get power bombed, even if it's in a ring or through a table or whatever, the mm. <laughs> especially like depending on what kind of power bomb you're taking, you're taking a high angle power bomb, you're going down on your neck, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm telling you, we're gonna... you're telling me right now. What you just said to me, and on we're recording right yes. now. <laughs> There's evidence. It's gonna be evidence. aired. It's gonna be on the internet, man. Where you said, "Yeah, I'd rather risk permanent like paralysis than having a handprint for a couple days on my chest." You know, like, I, brother, <laughs> brother. I'm not saying it. there's a. So Can I opt out of both? Just... I mean, is there a choice? Because <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't know what either. Just, just chiming in. It's like, would you rather? Yeah, I'm you, happy you know... just sitting on the outside and paying my money and just cheering. <laughs> I don't need any of them. I don't need to get in the <laughs> ring. I'm, I don't need to get hurt. I, having climbed into a wrestling ring and just standing out, like for the for the few minutes that I was in one, I get like the. I wasn't doing anything but getting my picture taken. But even just being in the inside of the ring felt like this hollowed space. It was like. It was magical, dude. Like, I get it. I totally no, get yeah, the allure it's of doing a hollowed it. space depending on where you're getting in the ring at. Because yes. if you're doing it where it's like, because I've seen uh, in the TPC, they used to have two rings. And I don't know where the second one came from, but it was in such disrepair. <laughs> and, like, there was exposed parts of where there wasn't even, like, boards. And it was you could feel, like, the metal oh. of the grid underneath the boards or something. And I was just like... <laughs> but like the other ring you know the, the ring that we left in the tpc like all the time the practice ring was like yeah man you like because because it was elevated it wasn't one of those low boys where the where the actual you know ring is less than three inches from the floor mm -hmm. which i've seen some of those too and i didn't even know those existed i was like what this <laughs> is weird it was one of those you know those high boys and you jump up on the apron, you get in there. Yeah, at first it feels really cool. Then you realize, oh, shit, I'm taking a bump. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. But because, yeah, if, if you're doing it in a ring that's like tore up or nasty. Oh, yeah, no. Or if you're in like some barn or something like that, it's not going to, I would imagine, it doesn't feel, for me at least, at the, at the point I'm at now, it would not feel near as hallowed of a ground. No. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's like it's like going to a theme park and riding a roller coaster. Like I expect there to be like safety precautions in place, and and for for the the ride. Well, to here's be the as thing: you can't as possible if you're like an indie. You know, most of the time they can't really do the whole guardrail thing. So like, there's nothing stopping somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if like, especially if there's like not a match going on right that moment or whatever. Because if there's a match going on or if there's somebody in the ring and somebody wants to try that, they're just going to get their fucking ass beat and they mm -hmm. deserve it. So it'll be awesome. But I'm if curious. like, because I've seen like after shows or something before the ring gets torn down 
some fans will let their kids go in there and stuff like that. And I'm just kind of like looking around for the promoter, like, um, are you cool with this? Because if something were to happen, you know, that's yeah, they're liable. That's a problem. Yeah. I've, I've been to a couple venues where like the ring is always set up. So like you said, like before the show, sometimes I'll do photo ops and stuff in the, in the ring. And that, that's when I got to go in uh, the, the two times Ugh. I have been for photo ops. Ugh. Um, I wouldn't like if that, I don't know for if that was up to me, I wouldn't be doing that stuff at all just because there's yeah, it, you, you need to be able like to sep. there needs to be a separation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get like, there's not a whole bunch of moments. There's not a whole bunch of times where like fans are allowed to just rush the basketball court at an NBA game or, you know, the same with a football field, like, you know, it just doesn't happen, and there's a reason for it. I don't so, think Mike's gonna do a run in, though. <laughs> I no, I know Mike's not gonna do a run in, but like a pre show like, photo, like, yeah. like even, even you know, before and after games and stuff like that, you know, they just make sure that there's yeah. not a chance of people who aren't supposed to be there or aren't intended oh, yeah. to be there getting there, and there's reasons for that. And I think the same should kind of apply to her. just me personally, mm-hmm. just for the sake of like not having to worry about somebody getting hurt and then me getting sued. I would just be like, absolutely not. Yeah. I promise you, if I was trying to run in, remember when <laughs> Titus O'Neil like fell under the ring, trying to run it, he, that would be more graceful than World anything. Slide. I <laughs> that was the first Saudi Arabia <laughs> show. Oh yeah. boy. That I would, that would definitely... cancel my subscription. <laughs> that was it. No, I mean, I, and that was the other part of it. Like, you know, I thought I could just step up onto the apron easily enough, but like, it's, it's, that's what, yeah, man. Cause some of those rings, like everybody that like jump, like when Brock would like jump from the ring onto the apron. Yeah. Holy crap. That's nuts. It's high. It's like Um, three or four feet. And then between the floor and the apron. I've always been told I'm, you know, I'm relatively tall. Um, Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought I would do like the Kevin Nash thing of like stepping over the top rope. Oh, I didn't know no. what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> like it was so bad. Yeah, no. I, I just had instinctively thought, yeah, that's how I'll get in the ring. And no, nope. it it might be easier in like a WWE ring or something because they use rope ropes and rope ropes. You can like they're just they're different than like what most ropes on the indies are because most for the most part you're gonna see like cables. You know, yeah. uh, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not, because like I've tried, you know, depending on how loose or how tight a top rope is, I could, you know, if I really wanted to, I could like try mm-hmm. to do like the Nash thing. But I'm like, nah, I'm not big enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> and with with that, how long was that intro, Kev? Is that- uh, we are now at thirty nine minutes. No, no uh, 15. We're at 15. Okay. I was going to say. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> we were at 39. I would have just started laughing again. <laughs> really? like, of course we're at 39. Oh. No. Oh, that was that, a good, good intro of education. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and and yes, power bombs over chops. Any day of the week. After, even after that conversation. Insane, Michael. Even after that conversation. You have death rather, wish. 15 I would rather, minutes I would later. Rather, if, if, if gun to my head, if I had to take a power bomb or a chop, I would take a power bomb. You're fucking nuts. Ooh. Like okay. a chop looks like it could stop you heart your heart. Like if in the right move. No, no. Are you I would just rather me? have my lungs collapse just and a power bomb looks like you'll be fine. You're just gonna get up and walk it off. Knocked out of you in a power bomb, I would assume. 
I, at the very least. You're right. If you're taking true. a power bomb and you're taking it well, it's going to give you a bit of a oof. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. a cool. chop is like nothing. Oh, dude. All right, it's, one it's last thing. Special... What do you think the softest power bomb would be? Like, the, the, the safest, softest one would be like a, would be like a blue thunder a bomb of sorts? I've or... heard Kevin Nash's jackknife. Like they're, they're who are who are? Oh God! He's leaving it up um, to gravity. Well, it also point. depends on the guy taking it. Too, but he's not because if the guy doesn't take it with the right form, it can totally change yeah. the right. Because like, I, like I, I can't I've seen was, some, but... I've seen some where especially you know guys who like, you know, small local town show where like he's trying to be a big man, but he's the wrong kind of big, so he's gonna go power bomb somebody, and they don't know how to post in the oh, first place and yeah. the dude's not strong enough to get him up there oh. all the way so it just like gets into this shitty where they're like hunched over and they're like this awkward <laughs> shell looking thing and they just kind of like uh, fall over yeah. i've seen a couple of those and it's just mm-hmm. ugh. like yeah. it looks gentle but at the same time you're also coming down on the you know on the ring so it's like ugh. yeah straight i straight feel like man. it was <sighs> I can't remember which it, it was. It was a non-wrestling personality. It was like a Bischoff or, or. Um, I mean, I understand the, somebody, somebody. I understand the that, argument that for Kevin, the Kevin Nash because yeah. you have so much time to just make to just brace yeah. and then take that bump as flat as you can. Maybe it was Rick so. Slater. Like I can I understand know. the argument yeah, for that somebody one, but said, man, that looks like a really long drop. Yeah, yeah they, say, they can they we get a shorter Kevin? Put, Nash? put him down like a pillow. It was just it was super comfortable to take that that jackknife. Hmm. So yeah, hmm. if I I would rather him just kind of like hold me over a table and then just let me go. You hear that, Kevin Nash? Through. Next Starcast, this is gonna happen, right? <laughs> Forget meet and greets. We're just we're just paying for power bombs now. Power bomb, meat and power bomb. I would pay. I would pay to have pet Kevin Nash power bomb me. Meat bombs? Oh, that doesn't sound right at all. No, You're insane, no. man. I would. I would pay Kevin Nash to power bomb me through his table. You're insane. I won't let you do that. Is he on cameo? I mean, I won't stop I him. I'll record it. We need content. So. I, I mean, his back might explode trying to lift man, me up. Kev's turning the tables. So this is what you I'm, get for using me as I'm a, always <laughs> encouraging my friends and family. Yeah, this is what I'm you saying. get for using me as sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's that's my question. <laughs> oh man. Well, we'll have to find some sort of charity and raise money to give to Kevin Nash so that he would power bomb me through a table. Like power bombs for puppies or something like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll oh figure my it god. Out. That's that's my twenty twenty one goals to be what power a, can you Transition into whatever you wanted to talk about for the week, man. I can't do this anymore. I can't it if oh man. You have given sound advice as as a professional. It didn't wrestler, get through the first I time. Totally, I can't I keep totally trying, been. man. Over the head. Oh I think you might have okay, just encouraged so, him more. Now he knows how to take the I know. A better. It's like the Murphy's Law. You tell them, you know <laughs> Don't piss in the wind. What's the first thing they're gonna do? Oh, so this is what happens when you piss in the wind. That's uh, next why you, thing you know they're wet. Right. <laughs> they're all wet and stinky. <laughs> it's Schrodinger's power bomb. It's both painful and not painful. You know, at the same time. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, for you audio listeners, if you uh, uh, tune into the video portion, you will see like Dallas's reaction. <laughs> okay. So. Uh. <laughs> With that, um, 
<laughs> so you know, last week we had our interview with Carrie Williams, and I hope you all enjoyed that. We we had a lot of fun having her on. Um, I certainly hope we get to see her at a Journey Pro show whenever the next Journey Pro show happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I yeah. just I just liked having a local voice on and and getting to talk wrestling was was fun. So uh, if you missed out on that episode, I give you give it a listen. Like I really enjoyed it. It was yeah man look forward to having her on again sometime next year she's really cool really really Um, cool person really fun to talk to she was but we we have a lot of it was it's funny the week before like nothing happened in wrestling so we we had like nothing to go on uh and then the week that we have an interview like everything happens (laughs) (laughs) from like every it's pretty much so you know, WWE had uh, their NXT TakeOver War Games. Uh, Kevin and I sat there and, and watched that, and we were kind of, you know, texting each other back and forth during the show, which overall was really good. Yeah. I live uh, that, was the first, <laughs> that was the first TakeOver. Yeah, he did. He was on Twitch hanging out. Still like a live watch yeah, along. Awesome. Well, they got to listen along. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like, well, I guess they can't really DMCA a live event like that, so. I mean, like uh, listening to it, because, I mean, you're just watching along with it. You're not showing the event, so, I mean... Sure. I'm pretty sure you can get away with it. Probably if I was like Ninja famous, where I had like 30,000, 40,000 people watching at the same time, maybe. For, for, you could you know, probably work something out. Yeah. I'm yeah, worked, that too. Yeah, he could have been sponsored by WWE at that point. You just, Well, that's you just go the Pat McAfee route. You, like, you host a, a live stream show that people can watch, and then mm-hmm. you end up wrestling Adam Cole. And That's, and, what, that's and my next work, step. Yeah, you work the yeah. angles. That's mm-hmm. that's. Yep. That's Kevin's goals for 2021 is to put on yeah, dude. Go, the, go the Pat McAfee route. See, if anyone I can mean, powerbomb me right, it would be Adam Cole. <laughs> like, as somebody who uh, started, like, uh, listening in on Pat McAfee's show that he does, uh, you know, his he does his sports show, I started, you know, tuning into that as somebody who loves sports talk shows and stuff before he even started his, you know, his angle with Adam Cole or any of that. So like to see that crossover and to kind of like see how he handled it on his show and you know the night after war games he wore a neck brace yeah mm-hmm. it was it was so good and just to like I don't I I was impressed by it because man he really like demonstrated an appreciation for like the art of you know pro wrestling sort of like no. it and the I don't want to say really. it because it's kind of like you know acknowledging the curtain and the fourth wall that's been broken. Has it been broken? Whatever mm-hmm. all that conversation, but like, you know, he kind of brought kayfabe back with that whole thing, you know, having Adam Cole on his show to throw a fit, you know, F bombs and all, and then putting that out there, getting, using that footage on NXT, bringing Pat back to NXT, mm-hmm. them doing the match where Pat looked amazing. One of the, like one of probably the best, outsider first matches at least recently and and then you know to see it go into war games and on him with the neck brace the next day and man uh i don't know i mean i guess there's a reason punk got on twitter and said mcafee's the best thing in wrestling right now yeah yeah i saw that tweet just yep. like shredding the 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 rest of the roster on yeah, there. He basically he, said, he just talking about "All you promos? guys should feel ashamed because McAfee yeah. just walked in and became like the best promo in the business." Yeah. 
And I mean, the moves he did, I mean, both war, I mean, war games and the match he had with Adam Cole before and the guys, I mean, I don't know how long he's been training, but he looks great and they made him look great. You know, like the, the, the people that were in war games, man, that whole, the whole ring was the toe, the whole two rings were just filled to the brim with talent. And it was awesome to watch. It was a really good show. They, I was, I was shocked. They started off the show with the women's war games match, Mm -hmm. which I th- I think was better than the men's war games match. But the agree. men's war, you know, the men's one had mm-hmm. a little more story going into it, whereas as the women's match was more like a Survivor Series style. Yeah, but didn't know, didn't like three versus. women get hurt from that match or something? Really? Something like ridiculous. I saw I, I saw something about how um like a bunch of people, whether they're on TV or not, a bunch of people have been getting hurt on the a bunch of people on the NXT roster have been getting hurt like a couple people that did something on raw underground that were going to come back to nxt they got hurt candace got hurt in war games uh rich holland got hurt after he you know broke his leg on that dive on nxt like a month or two ago uh he jumped adam cole um after o'reilly and finn had that match at the last takeover and you know, like a lot of guys are getting hurt. I saw something about that. I didn't know. You if... know, I mean, I, I hadn't heard that specifically. I would probably chalk that up to attrition, just with 2020 being the year it is, and people being out with COVID and other injuries. You're you're kind of bringing people up that maybe you would ru- you're rushing a little faster than you normally would have, or um, if for whatever reason you're, you're throwing more talent out there. And then especially after the you know the, the huge firing surge they did in the summer. They had to fill a lot of holes with new people and you know maybe well, that's a i mean nxt as in terms of like who they had on television didn't really seem to get affected all that much by it um no but a lot of like backstage and a lot yeah. of supplementary people yeah but you know. i mean even you know even if the guys that are on tv the guys that they wanted to have to, have, to be big deals on television carrie and cross got hurt after beating keith lee balor broke his jaw and you know Shit, o'reilly got that. hurt when they both had that yeah awesome main event at the last takeover like guys just keep getting hurt for some reason it's 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 a weird year man i wonder if they're not able to train as much because of that's kind of what i'm thinking like it's just it's it's you see it in the nfl like the nfl had no uh that's that's different though because like the nfl i'm just comparing the fact that because there was a there's a lack of they're they're cutting back on training time they're cutting back on um, I don't think WWE is doing that, to be honest, because like all their guys live in the Orlando area anyway, when they, you know, when they move to the performance center. So it's kind of like uh, it just doesn't I don't know. It doesn't seem to me like it would affect their schedule in house all that much outside of, you know, TV or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm not there. I don't know anything. It's pure yeah. speculation, pure speculation. So, but you know, I, I hadn't heard specifically of like extra injuries, but I'm, I mean, that match was real good. And of course, it had the, the one of the cooler spots of the year with Io Shirai being up on top of the cage and putting herself into a trash can and, you know, leaping off, which was the most, it was memed in like 10 seconds after that. It was hilarious yep. being on Twitter after that match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what was really cool. Somebody released the GIF in reverse. So that she's like taking off the yeah. garbage can, like smiling. Yeah, and stuff. it looked really awesome. It's like it's it's great either either direction you play it. 
Um, the, 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 the jackass intro with her. It's like, I have, you know, should <laughs> yeah. I? This is jackass. And then, like, shit, then they played the music and everybody just jumped into the crowd. Oh, it was oh, wonderful. Man. It's, it was, it was good. It, that was the first NXT thing I had watched in quite a while. Yeah. It was good to see Shotzi get put in such a role, too. Right. Because, like, she was like, that was her team. Yeah. And her year has been, ever since she showed up, has been awesome. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's both good and it's it's awesome that she's been given that opportunity. But I feel like if if she's given that opportunity and nobody's watching, like, it's, there's a whole other argument to be had here. There's there are so many times that, that WWE does something really cool, but they've done so shitty leading up to that moment that they don't give that cool moment enough time to get momentum before they give up on it and go back to the, the shitty thing that they were doing before, just because that's, that's their default state. You're talking about Uh, like the stop, start pushes and kind of, I mean, and Shotzi has had a longer tail, but I, I do feel like you're seeing NXT is trailing AEW quite a bit on Wednesday nights. Um, more some nights more so than others, but you know, especially with what we're going to get into here in a second. Um, you know, I, I feel like, and, and I don't have a lot of evidence. This is just kind of an opinion feeling. I feel like WWE does some cool stuff sometimes just to get that immediate reaction out of people. Right. Just to pop the ratings for a week or two. And then, Um, yeah, you know, I think somebody like Shotzi is not somebody they, they would normally give a huge push to um she's been getting this awesome awesome opportunity now and it, i think is doing some cool stuff with it i just hope mm-hmm. that they they are seeing the positive benefits well triple h did that interview with uh, ryan satin and satin asked about shotzi and he mentioned how you know for whatever reason uh she has that on-screen presence where it's just you know she kind of just you know captivates on screen and they've recognized that and that's why you see her doing things like uh hosting halloween havoc and then you know she got this big war games feud so at like i'm i i feel like she's been a pretty consistent uh presence in terms of their weekly programming so it it looks promising yeah in terms of like her being one of the main sort of uh staples of like the next generation of the nxt women's division because ever since like ever since you know the four horsewomen there's always been like kind of different eras of that division because you know there was the four horsewomen and then there was um what was after that it wasn't oscar Oscar mainly it was mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah it was because yeah so then it was oscar running the house for a long time and then there was a little bit of parody before Shayna Baszler took off and then Baszler ran it. And, you know, now we kind of see Rhea, Rhea Ripley came up. Now she's kind of on top pretty consistently, even though they aren't doing the best with her. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's, it's still apparent that she has money written all over her. So she's going to be fine. Yeah. And then you have Io Shirai and kind of, you know, Dakota Kai, Candice, now Shotzi, like these people that haven't really run the division yet but are kind of like getting there yeah so and they if, they if, always have somebody next that's ready feel, to go it feels like they've got for the for, for me it feels like for the first time since the four horsewomen got called up like that division really has from top to bottom is stacked like it's pretty cause, deep because i mean when oscar both oscar and Shayna baszler kind of got runs where they just ran through everybody mm-hmm. um 
and it looked great for them, but it, it looked kind of bad for the rest of the, the division. And now I feel like you're you like that match showcase. I don't I think so. I think it was great for that division because yeah, it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of parody, but that's because that with, if you have a top dog that gives everybody beneath that top dog, plenty of time to develop and to gain momentum and to, you know, get hot that way when it is time, whoever, you know, whoever's ready, whoever's hot, who, you know, whoever, you know, is like, okay, this person's next, you know, if you don't sure. have time to figure out who that is and let them kind of establish themselves, get familiar, kind of, you know, really build something, then who do you have to be on top? True. My only counter to that is when it becomes like a bit of a turnstile with your, your opponents, like there's no, it, it turns into like the flavor of the week kind of thing. Like who, who's Oscar going to beat this week or who Shane, ba- like Shana Baszler ran through everyone like twice. Right. Practically, you know, and like there, there's, there's some interesting storytelling there in the case of Shayna Baszler of and and Oscar running through people, but everybody well, yeah, else is Asuka just getting, had the streak, just getting fed mm-hmm. to them. And um, everybody loved, you know, everybody yeah. loved. Yeah, that I'm streak. not dogging Everybody it. loved it's, Asuka. It's, and... it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just it when you're doing that, there doesn't feel like if you're putting people up against the champ and they're losing, then they're you know over and over and over. It just kind of cuts down on their. Um, credibility, integrity, I don't know what the word is. Um, I don't think but, so. Because, uh, I mean, look at, they gave Rhea Ripley the title after beating Shayna, right? Rhea Ripley was finally the one to topple Shayna. And uh, she, you know, took the title to Raw and SmackDown and challenged Charlotte, lost it to Charlotte at WrestleMania. And now what? It's kind of felt like this entire, you know, ever since Mania this year, she's just been kind of, like hanging around not not really feeling like there's a whole lot of direction it just it because you know there's not a whole lot for her to do she's clearly you know championship caliber uh you know talent but she's not in the title picture so it's like you're in limbo like it and and for the longest time it's been like okay well is she going to raw or smackdown then and then she didn't, and it was like, oh, well, then is she going to get the title run back? And it didn't happen. So you end up in that limbo, and sure. that's when the heat, the momentum dies. So you don't you don't ever want that to happen. True. So it I feel really good. I, I feel better about this NXT women's division now, I think, than I have in quite a while. And maybe that's a little part of that's because I haven't been paying as much attention as I used to. Uh, it's in a good know. spot I, though i watched I, that war I games match really and i felt good really good i felt really good about everybody in that match yeah mm-hmm. um it looked great although i just heal tony storm and heal candace gray are still just my brain doesn't compute i know somebody's got to be the heels i get it i know but, i know uh, I, don't get me wrong like, i don't see candace Lorraine just isn't a heel to me either i don't and, see it and tony's i don't know Tony Storm, even like in her heels, I think Tony like, could do it because I mean, like the the gimmick and the presentation allow you some kind of like okay, I, you can you can start it, and then once you kind of figure out like some of the minutia of like the character work you can implement, then after that it can get some legs. So, well, if anybody's gonna try to pull off a hair metal heel gimmick, I'm gonna definitely take your word for it because <laughs> while you've been the nicest guy possible, 
I do feel like something's going to send you to snap and you're prepared for it. So I think you have a perspective on that, that, that I will not have. So until we'll you see go how that, that goes. table <laughs> and uh, until you get power. Until, until, yeah, until and then you I'm going to power bomb you, man. I would say what, that's what it's going to be. What's going to make you go off the, the deep end is when I, I try to tell you what wrestling moves, I, you know, are better <laughs> to take than others. And oh. you're just gonna like throw your camera, and then that's it. That's, wrestle sprain, wrestle sprain. Dallas Cade is gonna go on a rampage in 2021 and just take out everybody, all because some you know fat Mark told him how everything. This is how it really is. No, I know. I've seen it on TV. I know how. It, that's, that's what Meltzer that's told me. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> What Dallas else happened, ah! Mike? What else <laughs> happened on NXT Takeover? So, so <laughs> War Games was good. It was. I, I was just going to yeah. comment that it was good to watch NXT again. I have. I haven't watched NXT in quite a while. It was good, and and getting to sit there, uh, you know, and watch along with Kev was a lot of fun. So, yeah, yeah. Really I'd like don't to get me wrong. I I know that the the consensus has been, oh, it's not as good anymore or whatever, but like. That doesn't mean that they aren't doing good stuff. Like right, right. NXT for me is like, <laughs> in terms of like week to week, cotton continuous storytelling and all that kind of stuff, way easier than Raw or SmackDown. Still, so oh, I'm yeah. Yeah. all for getting. I'm Leaps all for bounds. NXT, regardless. Like you know, warts and all. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I feel bad that it's it's losing out to AEW and ratings. Not not hundred percent of the time, but but frequently, it's well, the, even by the slimmest the margins. WWE has so many uh, avenues of content and different products to focus about to focus on. That's that's the hope. They and they're they're you know. Don't get me wrong. I know that they love NXT and everybody else does, and they did the big thing before the pandemic where NXT was at Survivor Series and all that. That's great they're still not very high on the priority totem pole. Right. Dynamite is, is the very top of AEW's priority totem pole. Yeah. So that needs to be in consideration. No, fair. I personally and, am not one that's into this whole Wednesday night war. Shtick, I'm not but. either. I just don't want, I don't want the low ratings to be some, I, my concern is, or my fear is that Vince is going to see that or whoever WWE is going to see that and think that's indicative of either a poor poor representation of the product or they, they feel the need to intervene, like leave NXT alone. Like that's Dude, all. They... It's way more, way more eyes are on it now than we're on FCW yeah. or that we're on it in 2013. I bet that. And, and I bet even then, then we're on it when it was on the network, like as much as, and probably that was the golden age of NXT. man. I'm that NXT early on on the network was some, some of the right. best freaking like non-indie indie wrestling I'd ever really seen like that. I love God. I love that. Yeah. Oh man. I remember their first pay-per-view was they had Sammy Zayn versus Cesaro. And that hooked me mm-hmm. when Sammy Zayn did that, like through the turnbuckle kind of like DDT thing he would do every once in a while. I don't get how he does that. Yeah. I was, I was hooked. I was like, I don't know either. I mean, I knew Cesaro from WWE, but back when he was Antonio Cesaro and he wasn't very right. like, I mean, he just wasn't very used at the time. So when I saw him go up against Sami Zayn, who I didn't know anything about before that, I was instantly a fan. And I love the rest of NXT since. Like, it's been killer. Yeah, they were off to a hell of a start, at least when they did the network. That was when they first joined, right? I think that was like the first network pay-per-view. 
Yeah, yeah I believe so. Something like that. And, the uh, first takeover. You know, fans of our, our previous iteration of our show will know my my undying love and adoration for the Ascension and who I still <laughs> God, I loved that that yeah. that era of the Ascension was so fucking awesome. They were badass. To just that were badass you a big, intro. Uh, were you a big demolition guy? No, or, uh, I actually I loved Road Legion Warriors of Doom. Guy. I Legion of Doom and the Road Warriors, huge fan of as a kid. Okay. Loved them. Okay. I yes. I, I you had to I was, be it had to I be was one on the or the Legion other. Of Doom side of that. Like Demolition felt like a knockoff to me, <laughs> even though they were kind of yeah, in some ways. I know they were, a guy <laughs> who was gonna tell you the other the other other side of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a certain there's a certain uh staple of Kansas City wrestling who knows beyond shadow of a doubt that demolition is in right. fact better than the road warriors <laughs> but with that said did, did demolition ever get to ride out their motorcycles at wembley stadium at SummerSlam 92 no they didn't no they didn't it's a very oddly specific place to do it i guess it's, it's the best legion of doom entrance it was i was i and loved man, oh man that's when i was hooked with SummerSlam 92 that was that was where my my legion of doom fandom was like what was going on in wcw in 92 still being in studios i don't know i feel like yeah probably there's like still doing wcw saturday night yeah probably with that that really bad sting on top in 1992 with that blonde ass hair and like the yes our first thing was pretty dope you know what stings on top of right now That's a AEW good segue. He's on t-shirt top of dynamite on Wednesday nights, brother. <laughs> so AEW that was, t-shirt sales. AEW <laughs> on a multi-year contract. That's what blew me. In which multi- he will wrestle. Yeah. A multi-year deal. Um, but to give the AEW credit, they gave him more like respect and awe in, you know, two minutes on a Wednesday night than I think WWE <laughs> gave Sting during his well. with them. Well, Holy crap! Uh, I don't when know you're where the not w- the company that killed WCW right. and competed with them. It's kind of different, right? Uh, I don't know how they weaved him into like the winter, you know, kind of motif. That was that threw me off a little bit. I don't know where Sting and Winter mix in together, but uh, that's that's how they ran with it. So, but yeah, the the big thing was the Sting came out, uh, and I guess kind of showed. He just came out and scared yeah. the shit out of everybody. He just showed up. The crowd went nuts. Um, but I guess they, they've been alluding to it because, like, Cody has talked about, you know, Surfer Sting being his, like, favorite wrestler growing up. and um, mm. So now there's a chance that they could, like, tag team together. And, uh, you know, I, I'm i excited for it. I'll tell you why I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it because this means that when that AEW wrestling game comes out that they'll have some sort of a Legends division with Sting in it. So that game is automatically going to be super like more fun because my favorite <sighs> wrestler to use in like WCW versus NWO Revenge was Sting because he was fucking amazing to use on that game. And he came out with a bat. Yeah. <laughs> you already had you instantly had a weapon. Yeah. He was OP right off the bat. Clearly, <laughs> no, no pun fully I, intended. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure one of the biggest complaints about WWE in not just this year but years past has been their over-reliance on nostalgia and, and you know, stars that are past their prime. <laughs> and here comes AEW, who's supposed to be this new wave of up-and-comers, the stars of tomorrow. 
and they bring in Sting, and everybody loves it. <laughs> I'm not saying, hey, I'm not pointing any fingers. Right, right. I just, no, it makes sense. I just thought that needed that may, maybe needed to be brought to attention to some people. Maybe. I think it's how they use the legends. Um, Which I think we'll AEW see, has you know, done yeah. a pretty good job. You know, Jake Roberts has been huge for for Lance. Well, uh, I feel Arthur. like Jake Roberts is a little different. He's a little He's bit. Like Jake I'm, Roberts is in no condition to get physical with anybody. Okay, sure. okay like, Rock and Roll Express. And I don't think Sting is either. Don't get me wrong. Sting looks pretty good. I mean, can you see his neck? <laughs> That's why he's I didn't think so. High Here, here's, you see his vertebrae? Here's a point to bring up, though. Steve and Arne, uh, Sting and Arne Anderson are the same age. And then when they stand next to each other, Sting looks like 30 years younger than Arne Anderson. Well, it's Arne Anderson. Huh. That dude's been it's built true, on fucking brutal, just, like, Coors Light since, like, 1987. Sting looks pretty good for his age, especially. I mean, okay, hold on. Hold on a sec. Let's go 40-ish. Let's go 30 years ago, okay? Let's look at Arn 30 years ago, and let's look at Sting 30 years ago. You Tell know, me Arne... right now there's not a big difference physically between those two yeah, specimens, say, okay? Has nothing like against Arn Anderson. Dad but... good, dude. I love it. Nothing, yeah, yeah, nothing Arne, against Arne 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 Anderson, always... but I feel like Sting, you know, freaking surfer Sting yeah. and Arn Anderson are like, come on. Arn Anderson made me legit like concerned like my friend's uncle or my own uncles could like beat somebody's ass because that's Art Anderson looks like everybody's uncle that's just like sitting there drinking a beer at the the ga- you know, family gathering just talking shit in the corner. Yep. That that would just pop off and you know at the drop of a hat. Like that's what Art Anderson always looked like. So, yeah. I mean, I I get it. I'm just pointing out the fact that Art Anderson and Sting are the same age and Sting looks so much okay again 30 years ago they were still the same age and Sting still looked a whole lot better than arn nothing against arn i'm just i'm not making an argument i'm just yeah just Um, two different yeah two different types uh, two different body types remember in like the wwe creation system they chose body Sting has body type a arn has body type like c or d you know and (laughs) i i'm gonna I, I don't. This is a super minor nitpicky thing, but grading their quality of beef. Stings no, no, I'm reversed. just saying. You know, you have your different. <laughs> I just thought of grade A meat, and I was like, "Oh, Kev, you just called RNC meat." Oh, C meat. Oh, oh, no, double A. I would not man. fuck with iron like that. No way. Dude. No, no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> um, I wouldn't either. So yeah, I, I'm just, I'm excited. I, I think here's the problem. WWE has a history and has a track record of dropping the ball on these kind of things. So every time yes. they do it, we automatically assume, oh, they're just going to drop the ball again. They're just going to fuck them. AEW does not have that track record yet because they are so new and they're, they're you know, they are different. They are a competitor. They are doing some of the exact same. It, it's, it's the same point I made, you know, a month or so ago when I complained about, you know, bringing in all the WWE talent and immediately putting them on TV and Dallas, you were the one that sold me on it by making the point that why wouldn't you put people who are trained at, through an, an awesome system and, and are already kind of well-rounded, why wouldn't you put them on TV? So like you made that good point. And I, I think if AEW, because they really don't have legends yet, 
they've they've not been around they don't have a long enough legacy to have legends so they have to incorporate some i outside was, of their you know announce booth which they just sure. love to fill with legends right exactly. yeah but no no um, one in the ring they don't have their undertaker yeah. they don't have I, their yeah. icon like you, they don't have anyone to go one-on-one with player right so. right um you know and i made the comment when the game was announced like how are they going to flesh out that roster if it's just their their current staple that's not going to mm-hmm. be much so incorporating legends like this i i think there's some potential also again sting's wwe run was was literally this long tale of just wwe bringing back the monday night wars to to talk about how they won the monday night wars yeah just to bury him again Sting, yeah yeah, to lose that wrestlemania match like i mean i feel i feel bad he he kind of got up you know that push with seth rollins and then right that's that's what i was gonna bring up i mean he did you know he got the match with seth and i would like to imagine that if he had not been severely injured in that match he still like there was more to they they were going to do more with him mm-hmm. you know beyond that right. and it just didn't work out that way and i mean don't get me wrong i'm sure medically they have more than enough reason to think that it's okay for him to you know be active or else they wouldn't have i i would like to hope they wouldn't have signed him if that wasn't the case yeah. so at least not in that role and realistically Sting's move set is not like I mean I, I thought he was kind of limited back in his like surfer days he was just kind of a, a charismatic guy but his his move set is not does not come off as um intensive I at least not from yeah no he's, so but, like, the, but like as long as they don't I mean, have would it be turnbuckle power bombs I think he'll be would fine. it be right no don't get me yeah but here like it also matters who he's in there with because like sure. Wouldn't you say that Rollins' style, especially at that time, was more akin to the kind of style that AEW is very populated with in terms of their roster and who they might put him in there with? Um, some people. Because you know, that, if, if, that if, also kind of matters. Like, don't get me wrong. In- I don't think he'll be wrestling freaking everybody on the roster every week because that's not going to happen. But it, I don't know. It matters. You know, there, there's been a lot of, of comparisons. There's been a lot of references, like, to Darby Allen with Sting, which I don't I don't quite get, but that's just me. I don't um, either. You know, I think that's if, as far if, as it goes. It's, yeah. Think, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think if, if Sting's wrestling Cody, I think that's going to be a great match. I think that's what it's going to lead to, because they had a yeah, promo right. that Wednesday or whatever, and, like, Sting kind of came up and went face-to-face with Cody. Right. I think like, that's going to happen. Those, those two styles, I think, work together really well. Would I mm-hmm. put him in, you know against like private party or the young bucks or something somebody's gonna be doing a lot of crazy shit in the ring no like that's not what i would do um but i think you know i wouldn't put him in there with with rusev or well you know uh miro don't buy his name miro thank you um you know um like maybe maybe a couple six mans or something like that the butcher the blade and sting i mean he could do a jericho match easily enough he could do a uh yeah i could see him a jericho um, working you know, I, I don't think I'd put him in there with Mox, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't know why, but you said 
you could put him in there with Jericho, and I immediately thought of Taker and Goldberg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want yeah. that to happen. I said, you can. You shouldn't. I but don't want that to happen no. ever again, no. anywhere. No. I don't care who it's for or where am I, you know, no. No, I think no. AEW is smarter than that. Yeah, I I think, you, you know, I think we all kind of did. But then again, <laughs> when they were hyping up their, you know, weekly television product, they were like, oh, we're going to be a sports centralized product. We're going to focus on, you know, make presenting it as an athletic competition. And there's been quite a like a couple areas where it's kind of, you know, two plus two doesn't equal four. And and this is yet again another dem- like demonstration of like, you know, you said you were going to be one thing, and now you're kind of not being that. So it's like it's a great brand move. It's great for like it's great initially, and it's great long term. It can benefit them in more ways than oh we had Sting on TV because like you said the video game they can build a Legends division sort of. I, I that's what I'm saying. I think but, you're going to see a couple more of these, but. Like, there's also the whole, you know, how, like, how, how long, how many times until we start kind of holding them to their word, you know? Well, okay. So let me, let me ask you that. I, I do feel like they've kind of gotten away from that, but, but also I have seen, you know, every time a match is announced, you have, people on social media screaming, why does that person deserve a title match if they're two and three this year or something? Like, I, I think AEW is finally going to throw up their hands and be like, fuck it, we're just trying to make a TV show, you guys. Like, who gives a shit about wins and loss? I like, I know that that was one of the things that they had touted before oh, they started boy. the show, but I'm wondering maybe the... Uh, if they that, said that for that exact thing if they said who gives a shit about wins yeah, and losses no, no, I, I, after I guess I they say, went no. on a whole thing right. being like wins and losses are gonna matter here right. i would lose my shit i would laugh so hard i just Ooh. wonder if if the numbers are bearing out that that that's not as i don't know i want to see more tournaments out I of them i think this is the I would, problem i, I would like I them to put those numbers to use but right now it doesn't seem right. like there's any way to use those numbers. I think the problem there's like, there's a couple things that all kind of fall under that umbrella. And I think it's sort of, it has, and it has a little bit to do with everything. It has a little bit to do with the fact that outside of like the elite, their top guys are like Mox, maybe Jericho. That's kind of it. You know, it's very shallow at the top of the card. Um, which means if you're putting t- like take the title eliminator tournament for example, you know they put Kenny on one side of the bracket and they put Paige on the other. Everybody knew what the final was going to be the second right. they announced it. You can't have that, right? You know, like even like don't get me wrong, NXT in some of their tournament styles it's been semi predictable as well. But you can like there's also been shockers in some of those tournaments where I was like, I didn't think that was who was going to get to the final. And they did, mm-hmm. you know? So like, and they would also give you matches where you're like, maybe I can see it going either way. So like, you've got to have that. And regardless of whether or not you're presenting wins and losses being a huge pivotal thing. And you know, you're doing rankings and you're keeping stats and records and all that stuff. You've got to have a, suspension of disbelief and you've got to have parody 
especially yeah. if you're talking about like treating it like a sport. You know what I mean? Because if you were to take the NFL, for example, I'm not going to throw like if I'm making the bracket and maybe not the NFL because the NFL has kind of like their they know the deal. If you're talking about like the college football playoffs, mm -hmm. which is decided, the four teams are decided by the committee, right? And you can have a team that went undefeated or lost one game, not get in, and an SEC team that lost one or two games might, you know? And the reason for that is because you're going to look at strength of schedule. You're going to look at their competition. You know, you're going to look at um, how all of their players stack up against, you know, the rest of the field, so on and so forth. There's a lot to be considered in that. So a lot of those variables can be removed when talking about wrestling because it's one, it's one guy and one guy or one team in this team. So you can remove a lot of that. So I think if they were to, kind of simplify it in terms of like a tournament format or their records and all that kind of stuff, then it, that will help that problem. That will, you know, alleviate some of that. Kevin just turned really green. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> you're green. Oh, shit. DX is about to walk in your room, Kev. Break it down. <laughs> I don't know. It looks fine on my end, so I don't know. Oh, super. There oh now it just stopped. Okay, that was weird. Man, my whole my whole monologue is now over because Kev just turned into Yeah, DX. great. WWE chimed in. They're like, yep. this is what we well, can do. We are watching you. Shawn Michaels found Jesus as he was walking get... in the room and was like, that's it, I'm done. There's a window right behind me. I'm going to get Good super night. kicked through the window. <laughs> but yeah, I think... In terms of like Sting, great. You have Sting. Now, do the like do the right things. You know, I'm not. I don't know what the right thing is because I'm. You know, I'm nobody. But as long as you kind of you know use that commodity in the way that that commodity best serves everyone else and the company, then you're good. Well, let me let me throw this French at you. So, so what happens when Darby Allen's talking about his TV title, and out of nowhere comes Tommy Dreamer with his kendo stick, and he hits Darby Allen. Now he wants his title match, but he doesn't have any actual, you know, AEW matches yet. So he's unranked. Then, if if something like that were to happen, all credibility goes out the window, and that's Aww. the problem. See, that's like, it, it has to. That's where you and I like, differ. You gotta hold like, people accountable. You know what I mean? I I get it, but I don't think it's it's not it's it's a it's a guideline. It's not like law. Because how hard is it to give Tommy Dreamer a couple matches to go on a tear for a month? Give my well, he earns a spot if into announce, a tournament and then goes through that tournament. You like, announce you the can match, do that, and then that's what they did with Lance matches. Archer. Yeah, you know what I mean? They put Lance Archer on a tear, then they put him in a tournament, and then he lost in the final. But uh, you, you know, up until that, it was like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is legit. He's a monster. They're doing all this. Like, it all kind of made sense up until you got to the final and he lost to Cody. Right. And but, then they haven't, he's just, and then they haven't done anything really since, since then. Goes and now they're trying to build him as a baby face, which I'm like <laughs> baffled by. But I digress. That's, that's another thing. They also need, like, I get that Cody said the thing about good guys and bad guys. They need definitive, clear good guys and bad guys and they need to keep people as good guys and bad guys for a long time 
you know, they had Allie switch and then she switched back and it was kind of like, why there was no reason. And now they're breaking up that group that Eddie Kingston was in and having half of them go babyface, half of them go heel. And it's kind of like, why they're doing the same thing with the inner circle. It's, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I, it doesn't I, make a whole lot of, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, gosh, I keep stuttering. Let me slow down. <laughs> well, while you're, while you're thinking about it, let me, let me right. kind of go into to what I was leaning into. Um, you know, also on that same episode of dynamite, uh, Kenny Omega beat John Moxley, which was Mox's first loss of the year. I believe if we're grown by stats and rankings, right. I think he was like 21 and 0 or something and going into that. Um, so Kenny Omega is the, the new AEW champ. Uh, Don Callis of Impact Wrestling comes out and kind of celebrates with him and says, the next time you'll see Kenny Omega will be on Impact uh, Wrestling next week. You're ahead of yourself. The reason why Kenny Omega won was because Don Callis handed Kenny Omega a microphone. That's true. That and he hit, Kenny he Omega hit, hit Moxley yeah. with to just basically to put him out. Sure. Uh, so that led into the, the following Tuesday, which I didn't realize impact is on access TV, which is hard as hell to find, uh, unless your cable package really has it. But the other option is you can watch, uh, they stream on Twitch yep. the show. So that's how I watched it. Um, which was kind of eye opening because I have not watched impact wrestling in God knows how long. Um, so there were a lot of people there. I didn't know were there. Uh, Jake such something. As, uh, Jake, he yeah. wrestled that night. Well, no, I knew. I, yeah, I knew. Yeah, that was cool to see him. But like, I, I didn't know that's where TJP ended up. Uh, and he wrestled Brian Myers. I didn't know Brian Myers ended up there. Yep. Um, uh-huh. You know. Um, so it was cool to see them again, uh, or at least see Brian Myers. I don't care about TJP too much. No. Um, but you know, it was getting to see some other names. I was like, holy shit. Uh, and then it was a weird experience because you could, there were people in the chat that obviously had not never watched impact before who were like, Holy shit. Who's this? Or where's Kenny? And, you know, didn't realize that there was a well, reason good, Kenny was there. Cause you're drawing new yeah. eyes to the show. It was supposed yeah. to be, but, but Twitch chat is its own beast. So, right. You know, I, I don't take I it, but it's mute that. Yeah. It was cool that what I, there were like in this 40, era 000, of instant gratification. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, there were like 40,000 concurrent streamer uh, watchers at one point. And somebody had said that that impacts normal peak is like three or four thousand, so it That's did bad. a good job of bringing a whole another set of eyes. Now, how much, how often those eyes are going to come back? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the show was the best representation of impact, but uh, you know, Kenny did have have this this brief interview. Um, I actually had to step away, so I didn't get to watch it. Of all things, like I got to watch every other part of impact except the Kenny Omega interview. Um, but he ended up showing up on Dynamite the next night, too. And yeah. but all that's to say, obviously now AEW is is establishing this working relationship with Impact. Um, we called it. Yeah. yeah. We called so, it. I'm just throwing that out there. No. So what's cool about this is it, it opens up so many doors. Um, you know, Impact has done the, some work with, like, New Japan, AEW's had a little bit of work with New Japan, but other than the fact that some of their talent had been there before, but they haven't done much yet. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think if it's just me, if it's me fantasy booking and it's me speculating, like this is the playbook of going up against WWE. No one company is going to, at this time, 
stand up to WWE one-on-one and, and be able to compete with brand awareness, compete with all the marketing and advertising deals that WWE has because there's WWE talent in all sorts of movies and TV shows and cross-promotion stuff. I mean, honestly, I think, I and, you know, all, always I feel like the 1A for some people used to be New Japan, and then New Japan mm-hmm. kind of fell to a distant two. Mm-hmm. But I think New Japan is starting to kind of like, especially since now they're like, they're they've especially in like the pandemic they've been focusing on like their western audience and some mm-hmm. of the western talent they've had a lot of indie guys you know they've had the regals yep, so they're they're Wait. bringing new they're trying to get new eyes in the west they're bringing in new talent from the west mm-hmm. so like they're, i think and they're running what long term they're super- that might be something to keep an eye on but in terms of one yeah one company against wwe no nobody can and- do it new japan maybe some like maybe coming soon, but yeah. right now, no, the only way to do it is through this impact AEW method. And they've got, was it super J cup that's running right now? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So, yep. um, you know, that the like ACH and, and a few other people are in, like you said, the Regals have been over there. Um, you know, I think this is, this is the man. And I, I wanted to kind of do this whole episode on this alone, uh, but we've run so much that we can. Maybe we'll yeah. have to. But I, there's there's so many exciting opportunities that can occur if with AEW basically opening the doors and saying, you know, we're this is this is how you do it. Like this is the trick. And I think I'm I'm kind of speechless about it. I'm really excited because there's so much cool potential for for what they what this could mean because right. it doesn't it doesn't have to be all about AEW at this point. If AEW is just a platform for people to come on and bring their talent and, and yeah. showcase, you know, their stars. And then AEW goes back to their shows and, and does what we just saw the other day, you know, impact Gives went them a ratings boost 4,000 viewers to 40,000 viewers. And of those 40,000 viewers, let's say five, 10% of those stay. So impacts now up to what eight ten thousand viewers a week kind of that's that's how this starts. Ideally, it's, yeah. It, Ultimately, it, it, we won't be able to see what kind of an impact this has until it has some time for us to like sure. you know build the numbers and all that kind yeah. of stuff. We all we can do right now is speculate and be hopeful. Yeah. But it is and I you know it's cool though because this is uncharted territory for the most part. You know, we haven't seen a modern example of this not a yet. modern example. I was gonna say this is kind of obviously back to the, territory the territories days. used to do this kind of stuff all the time, where mm-hmm. like a talent would you know go travel in one region to the next to the next, and then come back, and in exchange they would send one of their talent down to run the loop or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a big thing in the territories. We haven't really seen too many examples of that with like the indies or you know nope, that cause... middle tier of wrestling with like you know televised uh or streaming networks and platforms so this is kind of going to be the first i guess big uh trial of that because because wwe is not i mean they did it with ecw way back when right but they've they've done more of like absorbing some Mm -hmm. indie companies rather than collaborating with them Mm -hmm. um so you know wwe is in the business of a monopoly right exactly (laughs) yeah but but so as a wrestling fan there's a lot of exciting opportunity you know one of the things we've complained about with AEW is their women's division for example 
Well, how do you solve that? Impact Wrestling's knockouts division is fucking awesome from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. So now you start bringing some of their talent over on AEW and have, you can have some, some kick-ass matchups that we, you know, and that solves that problem. I mean, they started um, that with NWA too. I mean, they started bringing in right. NWA talent yep. as well. Exactly. You've got Thunder Rosa, you know, showing up on, on AEW. Like that's, that's how you solve some of those problems. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be AEW absorbing everybody. They just bring somebody in when they need them brought in. And it's and, eyes on the wrestler and eyes on the product, both exactly. products. So yeah. And, and the wrestler gets to, to retain some sort of ownership over their, characters you know you don't you don't have the shit that wwe does where they they kind of clamp everything um as a wrestling fan it's an exciting opportunity to see you know talent that you wouldn't normally get to see um matchups you don't normally get to see and it's it's to me everybody's flourishing at that point it's not it's not a you know wwe kind of getting this iron grip on all of it you've got people working together to do what's best for the wrestlers, what's best for the fans. And, and so, so I, I, I'm excited. Well, I mean, let's hope it works out in favor for them because if it doesn't, they won't do it. That's true. So like they have to, they have to get theirs out of it too. So if the viewership doesn't retain or anything like that, I don't know if this is going to work long-term, but I, like I said, that's why this is, kind of a sure. big deal because this right. is uncharted territory and, and nobody's some, ever really done this on this kind of scale so sure. we'll see and there's certainly some hurdles there's storytelling hurdles you can't really tell a story on this show and then expect somebody to tune in on a competitor show that they've never watched before to get mm-hmm. i mean that's you want to do that right but it's going to take some time to train your audience to do it that. takes yeah it would take a very particular method of storytelling because mm-hmm ideally what you would want is for viewers who are only going to tune into your product they're not going to miss anything but if they tune into both they're still rewarded for it sure absolutely because and because that's going to keep them coming back so you know it there's like a a bit of a balancing act that they're going to have to figure out in terms of like what kind of stories they're going to tell what kind of talent they're going to swap back and forth, the frequency of how often they do it, that kind of stuff. So this is going to, you know, we'll see. This is a very big thing to keep an eye on in 2021. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I hope they don't drop the ball on this or I hope somebody doesn't get all, you know, cause that's, that's the weird thing. Once you start getting too many cooks in the kitchen. That's another bad, thing. Yeah. Bad things can happen. Card. Yeah. And if you have some, you know, honestly, if if Impact is seeing all their wrestlers losing all the time, it's not going to be a good look for them. Um, if AEW is yeah. trying to, you know, I, I mean, I, what was cool, for example, like during Impact, they ran, AEW ran a commercial. I, I put this in our, our chat. Mm-hmm. And it was a very low budget thing with Tony Schiavone and, and Tony Khan talking about why they were doing it but it was kind of it was funny to see uh tony khan say you know we're we're paying for this airtime you know and that's our that's part of our way of helping impact out like they're making a monetary investment i don't know how much have money to burn so they have no problem doing stuff like that 
And if and if 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 AEW is taking the altruistic, and granted, it's their business; they're into making money. It's not altruistic, but if they're if they if they're t- handling the upfront costs of this kind of thing, um, in the hopes of getting that back later, you know, that's there's there's money to be made there. There's opportunities to make super yeah. cards and things to go up against WWE that frankly WWE can't do. Like Triple H came out and said, well, we're open for business to work with other people. But that, if you read what he says, it's literally that. Like they're open to have other people come on and lose on their show and make their stars look good. Like, yeah, of course WWE is, but they're not going to risk their brand by having, you know, impact yep. stars coming on there, which honestly half of them WWE fired. But they'll like, compensate you for it. Yeah. They'll pay so, you good. Yeah. So, I mean, but from a creative or storytelling perspective, WWE is not uh, humble enough to allow those kind of opportunities because they're looking to put anybody else over pal. Yeah, they're not looking to make anybody. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I'm, I'm excited. Cause I think AEW is so new. There's room for them to, and, and I just, yeah. they seem like the type that they're on board with this. This is, this is what they want. I they, mean, you, you brought up a really good point with uh, a big concern being, too many cooks in the kitchen because yeah. it like I think that's that doesn't the- matter what scale you're talking about it it happens everywhere and it right. can happen gonna- very easily on the biggest show and the smallest indie show yep. so like it you know it's- and I've seen on from an indie level I've seen a promoter go on to his company's Facebook page and talk about how they're not working with this organization ever again because they wouldn't let this guy on their card and, and, or they wouldn't, wouldn't do business that. brother. Right. You know, so if, if two, two promoters in like a County or something can, can get, imagine this. And, and from a global standpoint of like corporations trying to, to, to work together and do Don't this. Don't get me and, wrong. I feel like uh na- nationwide and global companies would handle it a whole lot more professionally than your sure. local indie shindig or whatever. Cause for but, them it's uh, money, whatever makes, right. whatever's going to bring money and who gives a shit. But that doesn't mean that it won't still uh, has a risk of failure. I, yeah. So I'm, I just, I'm excited to see what it's, what, a, it's, it's, it's probably the biggest prospect going into 21. Now and then to bring it back to kind of what I was mentioning earlier, I you know I wonder from like a video game standpoint, does this is this how they expand the roster? Do they incorporate because the old uh, oh the money the impact would get to let them do some of that stuff. Mm. Funny and we we haven't dealt we haven't gotten to talk to them yet, but but the guys at Virtual Basement who are making the Wrestling Code, um, you know we've we've kind of have an introductory thing going and they've said kind of later on there's, there's potential for us to talk to them about their game. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to do that. I, I'm so excited to do that. <laughs> yeah, but, but one of the right. things they've, t- they've had some people that, that they have uh, talked to at impact and impact has basically said no, because impact wants their own control, <laughs> share the pie, whatever you want to call it. Impacts wanted involvement in the game if they were going to do that. Or they wanted mm. to be impact only rather than just bringing them in. So ah. there are hurdles there, but if AEW is willing to throw money at said hurdles, that there's there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of marketing and merchandising potential for these kind of things 
to to make that money back that I don't know how I don't know how Impact helps cushion the uh, Legends division though because most of Impact's Legends are kind of owned by WWE now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like you're not going to get away with that really. It, it doesn't help their Legends division, it would definitely help their Women's division. Yeah. I mean, you know, putting your your you know, your uh Jordan Grace uh, Speaking Gianna of Brazo. which, you've got you've still got the uh, Tessa Blanchard sweepstakes question mark going on because she's still nowhere to be found. Yeah, man, that's a that's a whole topic on on its own. It really um, is. You know, I I gotta think she ends up in in. You would think AEW because that's where her dad is, but I think that would be a bad look. It's, it's so weird sort of because redemption. in terms of professionally, like on screen in like her role, she's so perfect to go into AEW because they need somebody like that so yeah. bad. But they do, but do they want to let that kind of thing into their locker room? Yeah, and do they want that to? Yeah, yeah. yeah and don't get it, me wrong. If she's been gone this long because she's cleaning up her act and she's getting right with herself, then that's great. By all means, show up, show out, make your money. But like that's you know ultimately that's the conversations that whatever company she goes to is gonna have to have with her. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Or they just go the WWE route and just ignore it entirely and just <laughs> just give her the, the ultimate push. Yeah. So we'll just give her own locker room. <laughs> we'll just give her a oh, raise. There you She's <laughs> one of us, pal. <laughs> right. We're gonna put her head of the Be a Star committee too. We take care of our own here. <laughs> that's We're like a family. Oh, that's such the Vince move. Like, like, just to put her ahead of some sort of like, uh, be a star. I want to say like her diversity committee, cultural (laughs) diversity. Yeah. Oh boy. So yeah, there's there's there's... (laughs) so bad. You're gonna get killed, Kev. (laughs) We're all cringing for those of you that can't see it. (laughs) Um. So yeah, I, I just. I'm excited. This is what I wanted to see out of AEW from the very beginning. And granted, they had to take get time to get their 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 thing going. And their 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 before they reach out right. to others. Now we're starting to see the fruits of that labor and and the, the potential. And it seems like AEW is is about promoting the wrestlers and promoting um, everybody equally and in, in, or as, I don't want to say fairly, but you know. I, I will I, say, though, uh, in terms of like the timeline of all this, this is something I don't know if this is directly from Vince, but I definitely believe that he believes it is like the way to make money with this kind of stuff is you got to make them want it and you got to make them wait. So at, especially right now, that's not like a lot of people are going to hate that. And like, you know, maybe in the short term, it can blow up in their face, but long term. Who knows? That could be the right move. So, yeah, in this if, in this era with you know instant gratification and you know attention spans just aren't what they used to be. People can barely remember what happened last month, let alone what happened last year, let alone what happened a couple of years ago. You know, you can go on and on. True. So we'll so like again, it's all a we'll see. All of but it. The, they have they have shown that they're capable of doing some long term long term storytelling with what they've done with mm-hmm. with Hangman and and Kenny, you know there was there yeah. was earlier this year everybody was like what's Kenny doing in all these stupid matches like like he's not why is he not the main event like it was leading up to this so you know um, 
if it were me, knowing that AEW kind of considers All Out as their big, that you're now looking at like a nine month timeline to their neck to their WrestleMania, basically their big right. pay per view. That's plenty. Which of is time the same to- thing that WWE does with their SummerSlam to next year's right. Mania. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you start getting the cadence down, um, yeah, they've they've got plenty yeah. of time to set up and and make this thing a big deal. And I think they they have the capability of doing it on such a scale that everybody can benefit from it. And that's that's the important thing is like not not making a you can you can do this with making New Japan happy with making Impact happy. Uh, with making NWA happy, and if you do all that, if if you can weave the that that corporate um, those Thread. those relationships right, the the fans are going to win out. Like I just there's you you have the opportunity where matchups don't get stale because you you have such a pool of people to mess with. It's WWE's biggest flaws. Their matchups get stale. They're running two three TV shows a week. You know a pay per view a month. And it's all the same shit you've seen over and over and over again because they're only in their their little pocket. And with all these companies working together, keeping shit fresh, it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. And AEW has shown uh, you know, a willingness to work with indie promotions too, sometimes featuring their talent. And I could I could kick Ben Miller for that one time that he he like kind of led us down the road thinking that bullet club was going to show up because there was a certain somebody that we don't talk about anymore that was on that card but like there was we thought it was leading up to all in and ben was just giving us <laughs> dude he just dragged us down that road He's doing Sell business sizzle, brother Sell he did he, that's he business did, he worked us really good it was it was hilarious <laughs> i can't remember what i think he, he just said something about being all in or something like that it was it was pretty hilarious you never know who can show up at journey pro right yeah, i love it <laughs> oh. I mean, he got you. He got you back because you got Kylie Ray. You ended up getting Kylie Ray. So I, did, I did. You got your was, ultimate long long term story payoff. I did. That was awesome. <laughs> God, I can't long term story payoff to somebody who we didn't know was going to be there until <laughs> yeah. the day of. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> really, the day of? Yeah, dude. I'm That's pretty crazy. sure. I is, is I, she know, in the car little, or is she not? Basically, <laughs> pretty well, much. I think that I think they bro- told that story. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't yeah. Think that, no, I, I haven't heard the story. Well, I, I mean, I hope I don't me. get in trouble for saying it, but that's what I was told was <laughs> yeah. like they wanted her, but they didn't know if her schedule was going to be available or not. So they kind of it was like a wait and see thing up until either that week or that day or something, something really short notice. Because I'm pretty sure, like. When they went over the run sheet, it was like it was still a three on three, and then she showed up, and they were like, "Well, we're making it four on four. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Who was the one they added I, on the Journey Pro side? Was it JJ Garrett, Garrett? Wasn't it? Huh? I think it was Garrett. Yeah, probably. JJ he, Garrett. Yeah, I think he was a last minute. Yeah, that makes sense. And he killed it. I love JJ Garrett, man. I <laughs> and I wouldn't have known who he was had it not been for Journey Pro. Like I yeah. love that dude to death, man. He is such a fun wrestler to watch. And He's see so that. That Zello Pro show, I know that was so stressful for you guys backstage and for like Ben and Walter. They talked about, they talked to us about how stressful that show was. But as a fan, that's what I'm talking about. That was a bunch of wrestlers I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, some wrestlers I had seen before in Texas and got to see, you know, again for the first time in a while. And, and then like, you know, yeah, exactly. Fucking GPA. I love <laughs> GPA. I, 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 I want to boo that man so bad. 
I want to boo him, and then I go to his Twitter, and I'm like, but I agree with everything <laughs> yeah, you no, say. I know. I want to see. I want to see him at the merch table. Just it's to, about the just delivery, like, man. Yeah. Right? You're smug enough. So you come off as just enough of an asshole. Doesn't yeah. matter what you say or who agrees with mm-hmm. it. They'll boo you. Oh God, 2021 can't get here fast enough. That vaccine can't get here fast enough. I mean, you know, there there are other big first world problems that need to Uh-oh. be resolved way before. Um, but yeah, like I just. Oh, damn. Yeah. I think your dogs show, are telling you to wrap the yeah, show yeah, right. yeah, they like, are. Wrap like, it up. Dude. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, and I, we can't start or end this show. <laughs> true. I'm getting Very to jumbled. it. Kill. <laughs> I'm ending the show. I am bringing it to an end so I can walk you. I love that. I love that it was just like the turn off. I'm getting to it. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Pet owners, um, man. That's how we got to right. be. Right, they're 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 family. They so rule us. They do. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get out of here, you guys got anything? I mean, we've, we've covered a lot. Today. Covered everything. We, we did cover almost a clear lot about today. an hour and a half here worth the. We content. ran like an hour and a half, and that's our interview time usually. So yeah. yeah, we even really like we didn't we went into this with like two things to talk about, and we pulled it <laughs> yeah, an hour and a half. Brother, we I, could just shoot the shit, and then we fall on rants, and then you know. I'll go off on a tangent. Mike yeah. goes off on a tangent. Yeah, it works. That's you know that's that's Kev the Russian fan life. And he goes, "Hey, I'm trying to reel I you guys this. in." The Tiberi. <laughs> I know Kev, Kevin being the the calm voice of reason was not what I anticipated for for our show. I thought I was going to be the straight man. I'm getting old. I'm just I'm calming down in my <laughs> he old says age. I'm old. <laughs> my old years are tired. getting past me. Oh man! All right. Um, so let's see next week next week is the week of christmas um so i'm sure we're, we're still trying to figure out what our what our plan is we want to do like a 2020 as as dallas put it uh, 2020 in memoriam just put this year to in the grave like it deserves to be mm-hmm. um you know just just bury it. bury it uh so just kind of a, a retrospective and then I don't know if we're going to take like the, the week between Christmas and New Year's off or if we just want to do maybe that's maybe we do like a just a I don't know. We're, we're still trying to figure that out. We'll probably record yeah. something just yeah, extra we'll stupid. figure it out. Um, we we always leave our bloopers in so we can't really do like a blooper show ueh, yeah. <laughs> to say so we'll just re- it'll be a ra- it'll be like a greatest hit. Put a kazoo in the background. Just yeah, you know, we, we have, uh, you know thrown it out there that we're willing to take any and all questions yeah so you know if you're if you have something you want to throw our way you can hit us up at uh 3b wrestling podcast at gmail.com uh you can hit us up on twitter facebook instagram at 3b wrestling pod um you can hit us up you can see all of our uh twitter handles right here uh on screen if you're watching if you're listening oh, that's right we have this you'll have to you'll have to go Love to it. our main one uh, our main Twitter account to find it. I'll be at PXW this weekend. I can tell yeah. you all about that next week on the pod. I, I, you know what? I took that day off. I think I'm going to drive up there for that show. Whoa. Oh boy, you're yeah. going to risk. You're going to risk it with me. I, I think I am. I'm going to put myself in COVID's crosshairs. I'm nervous. My wife I'm nervous, already did bro. that last week. We, I finally, we took her to go get a, a COVID test yesterday, so I got to see that live and in person. And I do not want to take that test at all. That looked fucking horrible uh so to anybody that's had to take the covid test like i'm sorry holy shit what's up with the, <laughs> oh, no, the, no, no, no. the swab 
Yeah, the swab up the nose, and ah. you have to like rotate and sit for 15 seconds, touching your brain. Fuck that. Some dude. people have done it like through the mouth too. I've seen. My mom's like, had to they do get it, like, way in the back of your throat four or five times throat. in her facility that she's at. Uh uh-uh. no, 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 no. So it just feels so weird. I heard it doesn't. I will hurt. wear like three masks. It'll be fine. Go to the show. Three masks. Yeah, I'm just gonna have mask on mask on mask. That's that's how I do it. But I I think I want to go to that show. Um, I'll have to touch base with you to see. Well, I'll it. be at that show. You're going to be there. Yeah. yeah. I got a wrestle. I hope so. You're on the poster. Uh, <laughs> I am on the poster. Yeah. I know. That was a surprise. Can't no, no show. Like, why do you put me point? there? You see Moonshine, you see Planquet, you see Miranda Gordy, and then there's just me. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, uh, hi. It's a good one, though. So if, if, <laughs> if you are uh, have the means of making it up there, you should, should come with us. I think that would be cool. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go up there for that. Yeah. Check out Pony Express Wrestling on Facebook. Mm hmm. Hell yeah. So they'll be excited That's where it'd be to at. see some, some live wrestling again. So um I'll watch yeah. it in some form, but I'm still I'm still gonna stay at the home, unfortunately. Okay. I got you. I I'm got tied you. here, man. This is I my got you, Kev. Yeah. I got you, Kev. Thanks, Boo. I'll support you, you spiritually. I, and on your Twitch. Where, where can we find you on your Twitch, by the way? Oh yeah, you guys can find me on Twitch. I'm back. And I'm badder than ever on Twitch at <laughs> twitch.tv slash Dallas Cade. There you go. Because, yeah, you now that you're streaming. the more, socials. Yeah. You guys know the deal. Mm-hmm. I don't got anything else to plug. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I don't. I wish I could stream, but I don't. I'm too busy playing Cyberpunk these days. Man. Everybody's playing Cyberpunk right now. <laughs> right? Everybody's streaming Cyberpunk right now and all that. Yeah. Everybody's complaining about Cyberpunk right now. That's crazy. That too. Whole show it's on destroying that. My yeah, it's almost like they rushed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, I'll also want to take a, a quick, I know it's like at the end of the show, but I want to take a second to send some best wishes to Gat. Uh, she got hit with bronchitis and uh, or tonsillitis. I'm sorry. Uh, I think had to get her tonsils taken out. So she's uh, been recovering and, and she's had, you know, she had her throat cancer issues before. So like the whole, send up your T's and P's to the pot mother. There you go. Mm -hmm. So uh, we wish her well. And, and uh, uh, we already are planning our next like business lunch for some time after the new year. So that'll be awesome. Um, Yeah. So I think we've we've got an exciting couple of weeks coming up, and then 2021 starts, and we'll see what it brings. (laughs) So, yeah. My guard's up. (laughs) Everybody listening is like, I thought this was going to end 30 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. You said you were going to talk 30 minutes ago. I know. I told you. I'm sorry. You're getting too loud in the eye. And blow everybody's out of soundboard. I swear. <laughs> awesome. No. All right. Damn it. Will you give me a chance? Now she's part of the show. She went into <laughs> business for herself. She's trying to cut a promo on me. I'm not having it. <laughs> for audio listeners, Dallas Cade has cracked up. Yep. Oh, they probably hear me. They probably hear the occasional wheeze coming out of my mic. <laughs> That's where I was at earlier. Yes, I know. Okay. All right. All right. We're, we're really going to get this podcast ended. Yep. Um, folks, thank you so much for, for tuning in and listening to me and Dallas and Kevin and my dogs who 
you know, shout out to my dogs and the dogs and the dogs. That's my dogs. <laughs> Where are my All dogs right. at? Thank you so much for uh, listening to us. Uh, if you can handle it, tune in next week. <laughs> and with that, later. <laughs> hello this is your apartment i need some favors from you your cat keeps rubbing against the kitchen island and i can't return the favor can you give her extra pets for me After that, could you bundle your renters and car insurance with GEICO? We could save money, and it's easy to do online. And one last thing. Could you leave the TV on during the day? I need to catch up on my soaps. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man vs. Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA.